I thought I was lost, but then I realized I was on an adventure finding myself. Thank you for checking back in for part two with Dr. Wendy Seeger. So you mentioned that the pandemic personally uh, was tough, and I I resonate with that too. Uh, The pandemic was tough for me in ways that I originally didn't recognize, Mm -hmm. and then it continued to be tough. But it's interesting. It it wasn't, again, what people would, you know, put on a list. I think we all were dealing with things so individually. I I like the saying that I saw on social media. We're all in the same storm, but we're in different boats. Oh, for sure. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, what were some of the things that the pandemic personally brought to you? Um. Wow, that that's a that's a big question. It is. <laughs> um, I think um, just you know, even in my relationship with my husband, he he had a very difficult time. So he's a farmer, and he works on his own. So the way the pandemic impacted him was watching it impact me, because he is rather isolated from people. Um, you know he he did he didn't have as much of an impact but his impact was watching me and so i think um just one of the things was just realizing how much um calm that i can be in the midst of the storm the storm he he was pretty emotional watching me suffer he didn't like it he didn't like the shutdowns i didn't like it i didn't like all of the things Um, but somehow, you know, just being able to be calm in the midst of the, um, battle, um, watching myself make logical decisions, (laughs) um, in the midst of that was, was interesting. And I, I think some of my learning has actually been more recent, um, after having dealt with this over, you know, now a year and a half. Now we're looking at even, you know, more restrictions again. Um, and then, you know, it turned into huge staffing issues. And so that's probably been one of the biggest things. One of the things I noticed about people during 2020, they were, they were a little more forgiving um, of everyone. They understood what you were going through as restaurants. And so they were just a little bit more gentle um, by this time of this year, that's really changed. That changed a lot. People really became more how they were pre-pandemic as far as demanding the type of service you have or your, your product. And um, at the same time, we had less staffing. And so right. um, because I in my businesses, because I'm mission driven and I, I, I choose to do them because I feel like they are good for people. And I, I like to create a good culture in my workspaces. And because we were understaffed chronically and, and our business um, doubled from 2019. So in, in our little, <laughs> 
community, we weren't prepared for that much of a volume increase. So the amount of tension and stress and um, I guess upsetness of my employees and um, trying to keep people at work and people quitting. And um, so just recently, I would say in the last month, we our staffing situation got so bad that there was one day, uh, I mean, I, I mean, if you think of, I mean, we're not a corporate owned business, but if you think of a busy day at McDonald's or that is equivalent of how it was at our location. And we had three people that came to work and one of them was me. And um, I had to call my husband off of the farm and my son to come help. And I've never had to do that before. And, um, that was the first time where I, ha- I felt like I had done everything I could possibly do to keep things going. And we had to make the decision to close two days a week. Yeah. Um, so even during the pandemic, I hadn't, I hadn't lost, you know, I fought. And so there was a moment recently where I, I had no choice because I physically couldn't do anymore myself. Um, and I just didn't have the people and I didn't even have applicants, you know, looking for jobs. And so I finally had to submit to defeat. And so that's really hard for, you know, that was hard for me personally, just doing that. Um, interestingly enough, after closing, and, and I think because we had been so supportive of our community. I think our communities have started sending people to us and we are building back. We've been able to open and now one day um, again. Um, so getting to your point of your question is what have I learned? That everything isn't linear, right? Like we don't just go straight up. Um, sometimes we do have to lose a little in order to continue to win. And Ooh. sometimes yeah, and that, that's been a big thing to me learning is um, sometimes just even for my own mental health, I needed I needed to close down two days a week. I needed to physically recuperate it. I needed to love what I was doing again and regroup, you know, because by the time we closed our, um, our you know, I had some negative staff people that needed to leave. I, I had just had a, what I felt like was, not the kind of environment that I wanted. And so that allowed me to a get some sleep and, and B just step back and say, okay, what's the first thing we need to do and um, to have it happen in a calm way. And so that, but that's, that's been a big learning for me. And um, I guess something I'd like to share that it, it isn't linear and just because we have to take a step back doesn't mean that we're failing or that we're not going to win in the end. Yeah. I think, it, you know, just to kind of highlight two of your points, one, you know, with your husband watching you go through it, that's something that people weren't quite thinking about. And also, I don't think um, they wanted to say it, that that it was affecting them to watch others go through this because they felt selfish if they were saying that they had feelings about it because they weren't the ones going through it. But it's a, a secondhand emotional trauma, being yeah, empathetic. Vicarious trauma where you're living trauma vicariously through other people. Yeah. And, and that's... 
that's real. Yeah. But we weren't quite giving the attention to it. And I, I can understand why, but I want to validate that for other people who, you know, were feeling the, the, the empath- empathy, the sympathy for other people, because that is real and, you know, should be acknowledged. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, um, as my listeners know, I went through burnout during this. Right. Yeah. And I, you know, went to a doctor's appointment, very emotional, medical issues, all kinds of stuff. And my doctor said to me, you know, you are out there, you know, fighting the fight. And typically in a military situation, they pull the troops back at a certain point because the troops are fatigued mentally, physically, emotionally. And the next line goes up. We didn't have a next line to go up. We just were expected to show up every day and do what we do at the highest level that we could do it at. Yeah, that is a good point. Well, that's some good perspective there. Yeah. Um, that we we didn't we didn't have there wasn't anyone else, you know, to do that because you are a school counselor also is right. Right. So, you know, you were definitely on the front lines and I know I have a lot of counselor friends because that's the field I came from. Um, and they, they were experiencing a lot of trauma just from having the amount of clients and everything. Right. And trying to do our job within the confines and the restrictions that we had is very tough for our people. You know, we want to be able to touch, um, to hug, to share space with people, to know that they are safe and comfortable. And we could not do that. And that that's very trying. Well, and it's hard when you're in a place of, um, it's your job to help other people through this when you're also experiencing it too. And I felt that as a leader in my business, I had to keep the calm and I had to tell everything, everybody was going to be okay. Um, And I'm, you know, inside I, I'm afraid and I'm scared. And so it's hard to kind of live that duplicitous position of, you know, helping people keep the calm while you also are experiencing your own, you know, fears. It's repressing those feelings and depleting yourself because you're not adequately recognizing the feelings that you're having. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah. All right. So we are now in 2021. Yes. Yeah. We... I'd like to to sit in the positive. I, I know that yes. there's you know stories out there that that we may need to to go back to some cautions. I'll call it. Um, but how do we bounce back? How did you bounce back from everything that you were going through? 
Well, and I, I think there are a lot of people like me. You, when you are someone who lives in the positive, I have, I have a girlfriend who is, um, she's been referring to it as toxic positivity. And you hear that that's a, that's a popular term these days. I brought it up on one of my episodes. <laughs> yeah. So when you are someone that has a can-do spirit and, you know, if, if you have people here that are listening, they don't, they don't resonate with that. Um, you know, that's okay. But if, if you are one, it's very, very difficult to sit back and sit in the negative space. And I, I think one of the things that I would say is to allow yourself the healing time for as long as you need until you don't need it anymore. Um, and so I guess you were, you were saying like, how, how do you bounce back? And I, and I think the first step is to not rush the bouncing back and to um, like, for me, I've had to, and I say had to, cause I, I don't really like to do these things, but I've had to really sit down and do self care. I've had to journal. Like to me, it's very painful to sit in a stationary position and uh, become present with my emotions. Right. <laughs> become present with my body, become present with um, my breathing. Um, but I also know that the fastest way between that and my energetic on fire self, the straight, the straightest line is sitting with it and acknowledging it. And, um, you know, I think one of the things and I don't know which episode it was Meredith that we talked about was all that, that voices in our head Mm -hmm. and that round table of the different voices that we have. That was episode 19 because we talked about the dream storming. Yeah. And so one of the people that are, you know, that I think is important before you bounce back is to allow that nurturer. Um, you know, for some of us, my mother died when I was young and I had to learn to build that voice in my own head to be that person for me. Um, and so to allow that voice to, um, to compete with the other voice, that's like, you're lazy. You're never going to be successful again. You've gained five pounds or however many. I, I gained more during the pandemic. <laughs> than I just did five. You know, like you're never going to do this. Like, you know, sitting that person down and allowing the nurturer to say, this is hard. You're going to be okay. You're worthy. You're, you're okay. You're not a bad person because you were understaffed and people got unhappy. Right. Um, you're not a bad person because you're not fast enough to serve Karen and her friend, Barbara, (laughs) (laughs) as fast as they wanted, or, you know, just having that voice that, um, that talks and nurtures you until you don't need them standing up talking so much. Yeah. So I would say that's the first thing. It's not just a snap out of it and get back to it. It is just heal that stuff up. Just get it done. And I I had that voice just saying, you've got to keep going. You've got to keep going. You've got to now do this. Uh, In response, you have to do that. And I did not 
sit down. I felt like I was on a hamster wheel and I, I talked to many people about it. Um, I just, I, I mean, I, I felt like I was on like the caffeine high because I just had to keep going. I just had to keep going. And finally, you know, everyone's like, no, you don't have to keep going. So I needed my nurturer to tell me when I was sitting down, don't get back up. Take the time. You have earned the time to sit down and do nothing. Um, I really had to rely on that, which, you know, because it would be the voice. Oh, you're lazy. You should be doing more. You've got a whole list of things. Get it done. Um, everyone's depending on you, all that kind of stuff. But I needed my nurturer to come out and say it's time to to focus on you. You deserve it. Well, and like we talked about, it's not linear either, because as you begin to heal from burnout and fatigue, which um, I, I still feel like I'm actually right in the middle middle of healing that, I'll find that I'll have big bursts of energy and I'm ready to go. Um, and then all of a sudden I'm just tired and fatigued um, or I'm triggered easily by some comment or, or right. something, which isn't normal for me. And it's so it's, it's also just, okay, this isn't going to be linear again. Like we said, yeah. coming back, coming back to your strength could take a little while and it's okay. And truly is the fastest way to get back is to stop. Yeah. And, with those things. The burnout didn't happen overnight, so it's not going to get better overnight. You need to show yourself grace. But also, like we talked about it in education, the educational stamina or academic stamina when our students came back to the building was going to be something we needed to work on. So for us who are physically, emotionally, mentally fatigued, we need to build that stamina back up. So you might have that burst of energy that, you know, you get some things done and then you're fatigued again because you just don't have that stamina to keep going at that level or back to what that level was. And yeah. you need to recognize that and be okay with it. It'll, it'll take a while. So one of the other things that I've done is um, I, I'm blessed in the way that I can design my life because I'm an entrepreneur and I am my own business owner, I can design my businesses in life around what I need or, or um, what I feel like I, that gives me energy. And so one of the things that um, I've done is I, my market is called Wendy's good things market. And I, I don't just do that out of me telling other people they should have a good life. I do that really because I want to surround myself with as many things that inspire me and fill me up. And so I feel like I, I'm sharing it with others while I'm doing it myself. So just even today, I, I posted a reel on the market um, of setting out a breakfast setting on a hay bale across from my house and making it really pretty and it's just silly and funny and makes me happy um but also even with the market i um 
my daughter was recently diagnosed with autism. She, um, she's 19, which is another story, but she was recently <laughs> okay. diagnosed with autism. And so one of the things she, she's very much a nature lover, animals, flowers. And, and so we created a product line called Noel Botanicals during this time. And so I now have out in my warehouse, we have an entire, um, we have florals and scents and things that we use um, in those products. But the point of my story is um, kind of the polar opposite of running the restaurant and being in there and it's hectic and crazy and people in this. Um, I can go out to this space and I inhale these very calming scents and I play with nature and touch and um and that because i i mean my work is my hobby i i it so i i create things for my work when you know whatever not probably not the smartest thing but that's what i do um but that is that's also very healing for me is to um use and play with things that are nature and that you know calms my senses and all of that, yes. Which I think, you know, looking at it in a, a, with a different perspective, your work environment has variety. So yes. you can do the go, 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 but when you need to step away or you need to play or have yes. your senses uh, inspired, you have a different place for that. Um, and so I, I mean, I think that is a great idea. I have thought uh, for me to create an area or have the a place where I can do some meditation at work. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't know many people who, you know, create a meditation spot. If you do, please, you know, tag me, let me know what you do and how you do it. Um, but I think that would be important for me to take that five minutes to step away and create an area that is going to, you know, have some sense, um, you know, use something that I can smell. Um, maybe it is something that I can feel with my mat or with, you know, yeah. some type of soft thing, which is different than the chair that I sit in, the, the table that I sit at. Music. I you know, everyone knows I'm charged by music, but to have that time to listen to something to change my brain waves and to reset my emotional regulation. Yeah. Well, and you probably are. You know, I know with your background as well as we know that anxiety is generally future related. It's not normally in the present. So for with all the, you know potential closures and all of this and all the worry, your anxiety level starts going up because you're, you're anxious about something that may or may not happen in the future. And what you're talking about by creating the meditation space or what I do out in my warehouse where I'm, where I'm touching, you know, lotions and flowers. Um, it's, it's a variation of just grounding exercises of becoming very present in the moment. Um, not the future. And that is so powerful in being able to fill your own personal bucket in order to go do, go bold again and to do the big things. You really have to have that, <laughs> that, that bucket just full. 
Yes. No, I, I'm, I'm here, you know, raising the roof because, yes, the go bold. Um, I think that really is, you know, going bold to live our best life, uh, to live the life that we want to live. And I like I get this pandemic. We there were a lot of things we don't have control over, but that doesn't mean we have to give up. We just have to reconfigure to help us live that life. And that I that goes right back to my, you know, my question about bouncing back, you know, is finding our way back to the go bold uh, yeah. so that we can just, you know, be successful in our best life. I, I think, you know, the more times we stand up and we get punched in the stomach and we get knocked down, the harder it becomes to say, I'm going to try again. True. And I think for a lot of people, and me included, the amount of punching that I feel like every time I'm like, okay, here I am again, my head is up, I'm ready to go, and then bam, <laughs> you know, back down. Um, it becomes harder and harder to peek your head out and say, I want to live, I want to do things. Um, and this really is where completely just mindset comes in. I will keep pushing my head up until I don't have to keep doing it. And so um, I think it is a, it's a, it's a little bit of stubbornness, a little bit of feistiness you have to develop and um, forgiveness of yourself for not being victorious. I think of it as like, like a weight loss program. How many of us have, Started on a Monday, by Wednesday, there's problems, and Saturday, what was I doing again? Yeah. Um, but if we want to have that victory, we have to keep trying. We cannot give up. You described the whole punching. That is how I felt this past year with my medical issues. And I, I mean, I got to a point where I, I told people, I don't want to go to another doctor's appointment because every doctor's appointment, they tell me something new and not something good. We don't fix or understand the old problems. We just find new problems. So if I stop going to doctor's appointments, I won't hear anything bad and I won't get punched again. Yeah. And I had to sit with those feelings for a little bit. Um but get myself back together, recover a little bit, and then press forward because I, I don't want to live in the, the down, negative, misery, feeling crappy. I, I want to live my best life, and part of that is, is being healthy. And uh, so I, you know, I'm, I'm back at it, going to doctor's appointments and, and seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. Right. Well, the opposite of, you know, getting back up is feeling defeated and failure all the time. Right. At least when you try again, you do have moments of joy <laughs> or you can. And, and I think that that is my own, my, my desire for my own life. And then my desire to also share with other people is together. We need to continue to search for the joy look for little things, you know, we do silly little, make different funny shaped pastas in the market. 
We do um, just fun little like home decor things that are just unexpected, just that are, when you look at it, you just smile. Um, you know, we organize things because Lord knows that organization also is the biggest joy for me <laughs> to have something organized. And so, um, you know, we look for little things um, that can make a difference in our surroundings um, as well as the internal, all the internal stuff we've talked about, but then also just externally um, getting my butt up and making a cute little pasta <laughs> that my family's like, Oh, this is fun. Um, you know, just those little things do can make a difference. I, I agree with that. You know, any of those little things in your daily life that make you smile, that bring you joy, yeah. it, it's worth it. It's so worth yeah. it. So thank you for thinking about that with your market and bringing those to people. Yeah, it's fun. You know, again, it's a bit on the selfish side. I absolutely love it. It brings me joy. And so, um, you know, I always feel like, you know, if there's if, if it's this way for me, maybe others feel the same. And so um, it's attracting a little community of people that we are in search of good things. And um, that keeps me inspired, too. It's definitely a reciprocal relationship. Yeah. So, Dr. Wendy, will you tell all of our get our, our listeners where they can find you since there's some new things on your plate? Sure. Yeah. Our um, market website is wendysmarket.com and that's W-E-N-D-I-S-M-A-R-K-E-T.com. Um, we do have a blog on there and I do get on and, um, you know, think and talk about these things on, on the blog. Um, and then I am incredibly active on Instagram, both on our market Instagram um, at Wendy's Good Things Market and at Wendy Seeger. Um, I get DMs all the time and I message people back. Um, I love that piece of what I'm doing is just connecting with people. And um, so, yeah, they can definitely find me in any of those places. Which there's two things I have to mention before I let you go. One, the picture that you gave me for the promotions was absolutely gorgeous. Oh, thank you. Absolutely gorgeous. I did that myself. Well, you've got skill. Well, it's just, you know, enough time with the phone. You can figure it out, too. Like I said, I, got, I have good filters. So. <laughs> you've got to share those. My, my Instagram reels, I've been playing with some different filters and trying to understand them. Yeah, I have some good ones. I'll share them with you. All right. And the second thing is, I, you know, for anyone out there who wants some joy in their Instagram feeds, you've got to check out Dr. Wendy because there's just fun videos and reels that you do that make me smile, that make me laugh, that show me something little. You just did, I'm not sure if it was a reel or a video about candle making. Am I right? Yes, yes, I did. Yeah. So, market, yeah. so it just it it brings a variety of of things, um, but it it just brings a smile to my face to see you on my Instagram feed. So I just wanted to thank you for that. Uh, that that's all worth it to hear that. I love doing it. I love making people smile and um, laugh. Oh. I am quite corny as well. I don't know if you get that here. We're talking very heavy today. You know? I know. This is really heavy, but 
um, if you do peruse through my Instagram, you'll see there's a lot of corniness. And so that's when I am my best self is when um, I do have a very goofy side. And I really like to encourage that in grown people like ourselves to to just be young and little and silly still. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for sitting down with me today and sharing so much about what you've been through and also, you know, how you're bouncing back. So thank you so much. I'm so glad we got to sit down together and catch up. Thank you, Meredith. Thank you so much and for giving me the opportunity to process this all and to also just share. um, And hopefully it does help or inspire someone else. And then, you know, it sure is worth it if it does. So thank you for giving me the opportunity. And I will be posting more about Dr. Wendy and her market uh, in the Facebook group and also on Instagram. So check it out. Thank you for listening to Finding Myself. If you like what you heard, please leave a review. If you have a question or a suggestion, feel free to email me at findingmyselfpodcast at gmail.com. I also invite you to be part of our Finding Myself community on Facebook. There you will have access to more resources, more suggestions, more information, and the opportunity to be part of discussions. Please meet us back here next time. 